This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I missed him yesterday. I was busy uh, with the uh, American Cancer Society uh, fundraiser down in Pinehurst uh, Sunday and Monday, so I was not here. And I missed talking to my friend Will about the National Football League. And since the Panthers played Thursday, we didn't have to talk about it. We were going to talk about uh, something else. Let's start with why the Buffalo Bills have suddenly become, uh, I don't know, sort of the New York Jets. What's going on? Yeah, uh, the Bills' offense is fine-ish, but wasn't really fine-ish last night. And the Bills' defense can't stop anybody, including uh, the really can't stop anybody. But too many injuries. I mean, that's the bottom line. And look, I know we talked about this. I think Adam, uh, absolutely, people are like root, kind of rooting for the Bills to struggle. I think I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Whether it's like Sean McDermott or Josh Allen or just like the like the city of Buffalo, I I mean I, I have no I, I I I'm rooting for the Bills. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl before the season, so naturally I may be at fault here. Um, but I think like for whatever reason, everybody is kind of like enthusiastic about the idea of the Bills being bad, and so it almost feels like self perpetuating these struggles. But the reality is, it is primarily injuries to the defense, I think, and uh, play calling. You know, Ken Dorsey and is not Brian Dable. And I know Brian Dable's not doing right. a job in, in, with the Giants, but I mean, Ken Dorsey has struggled. I think Sean McDermott may have too much input on the play calling. And additionally, these these defensive injuries have just been massive. I mean, you know, you lose Tre'Davious White, uh, a top tier quarterback, and then Matt Milano, who's really the fulcrum piece of your mm-hmm. defense. And it's it's hard to come back from that. And uh, Pete Briscoe said it best the other day. Th- their problem is they won't embrace the reality of the situation. They need to play with tempo. They need to let Josh Allen just let Josh Allen cook. And they need to understand that they don't have a great defense right now because they're they're just too injured. And I, I think they're trying to be a team that they're they can't be based on the injuries and the and the status of this roster. Here's the problem though. They turned it over four times yesterday. So I don't know is how is that gonna get better by letting Josh Allen cook? He was responsible for three of the turnovers. He's turned it over 14 times this year, 11 interceptions, and I believe three lost fumbles. The lost fumble last night was, I can't even explain. I mean, he never yeah. even came close to handing the ball to James Cook. He basically just dropped it like like he was distracted by a bird or something, or maybe there was an ice cream truck, uh, and he really wanted a fudgesicle. I don't know. But he just dropped the ball. The interception, though, right before halftime was an absolute killer because there was enough time for Buffalo to go down the field and counter, at the very least, counter Denver's field goal, and you weren't getting the ball to start the half. Uh, and then you just gave Denver three points. Yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a killer. They're, they're, they're playing like a... They're playing like a- I mean, they're a non-playoff team right now, and yeah. you know, with good, with good reason. I mean, they're they're not in the playoffs. If the playoffs begin today, and frankly, like if you were talking about, I right, you know, which teams do you trust in the AFC? Uh, I think that the, that the Bills and the Chargers would could easily be lumped together. Well, that is true. The Chargers. Uh, we're gonna we'll bring, yeah we're gonna bring yeah. up the Chargers uh, in a minute. Will Brinson is here. Uh, it is uh, it is a Tuesday, but. The week 
of the NFL is over. Let me get to, uh, I think, the biggest, the best story maybe in the NFL. And I am no fan of the Minnesota Vikings. But they lose Kirk Cousins to an Achilles tear. You think it's over. They started the season out one and three. Josh Dobbs has come in. He knows like three plays in the entire playbook. He is now two and zero. Oh. They win another game. They're six and four right now, and a playoff team after a one and three start. One and three is not a death knell anyway. Uh, but we all thought that it was gonna like go the other way. Th- that they would lose all these close games. They continue to win them. They're the anti-Chargers, aren't they? Yeah, and it's, you know it's crazy because. Remember, they went 11-0 in one-score games last year, right. which is the, 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 the first time that's ever happened in NFL history. The most, the best record, most, one super, one, most wins in one-score games in a single season. Um, and they also to do it while going undefeated in those is just wild. And then they come out and they lose their first three games this season, all one-score games. They beat Carolina to move to one and three. And Kirk Cousins playing good football. Brian Flores' defense is starting to come along. Like, he, he's blitzing. I think it's um, and I, I don't know what the stat is coming out of this week, but going into last week, um, the second highest rate of six-plus man blitzes in the right. NFL was like 12%, and Brian Flores was 35%. So <laughs> I mean, he's just like he's just unleashing, like he's a madman firing people, um, you know, at, at, out of like just at the quarterback, blitzing like crazy. Um, you know, the the, the, the excuse me, the Vikings players have talked about. Uh, publicly, how it took a while to get used to that playing this defense because there's a lot of stuff that's new and different from what they've done, um, even under uh, you know obviously the last year's coordinator, but of course Mike Zimmer, um, and and so I think that defense is really starting to come together, and you're seeing them reap the benefits of that defense in a big way. And additionally, like Josh Dobbs, how can you not root for yeah. Josh Dobbs? I mean. My God, the guy, you said he didn't know he knew three plays. He maybe knew three players. Like, I don't <laughs> think he knew. He, he didn't, like, in that first game, he came in off the bench, and he's literally looking at, like, Jordan Addison, like, hey, number three, what route are you running over here on the right side? And then, you know, to, to, to play the way that he did this past week, like, I don't know how long it'll last. I do think with that defense and, you know, with a conservative style of offense, that this Vikings team could be a playoff team in a yeah. NFC where the rest, like the next best teams, are the Commanders, who you really can't believe in. Although Sam Howell's been playing well, um, and then you know Atlanta and uh, I guess Tampa Bay is Tampa probably Bay. right there. I mean, yeah, it's like Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, there, I think there are six spots basically locked up in the NFC, and then the question is, can Minnesota hold on to the seventh? Yeah, the, the the truth is right now is that there's a game and a half separating between uh, Minnesota at, in seventh and right now Tampa Bay in eighth. One loss, but a game and a half yeah. because Minnesota's got six wins and Tampa has four. Well, and, and, and Tampa right. might be more likely to win the NFC South than they are to yeah. to capture the uh, to capture the wild card. Right, because because New Orleans is five and five, winning leading the division. Uh, it it looks to me like the. The NFC South winner and the next, you know, it it's not done yet because there's still a lot of football left. There's a, almost half a season still to play, so this yeah this will change. But right now, there's a separation uh, in that. I want to talk about uh, Will Brinson is joining us here on a Tuesday. Um, I like the Baltimore Ravens, but I oh, yeah. here's the problem with the Baltimore Ravens. They lead the NFL in the last, is it, I think it's either the last two years or the last three years. Uh, 
in come from ahead losses. <laughs> yeah. Like they they have blown more double digit leads than any other team in the NFL, and then ain't about Lamar Jackson. The, the the knock on the Ravens has been they don't have an offense conducive to come from behind, but they should have an offense conducive to play from ahead. Why do they continuously blow leads? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I don't know. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, 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 Nobody I, I, does. I mean, they do. Nobody. Yeah, they do. It does. It's a it's a very bizarre sort of conundrum. I mean, they they because it's not right. I mean, like you know, I think the last two years. And remember, like you have two different offenses because you have you know uh, uh, Greg Roman last year, right? And then you, they finally move on from him, and you have Todd Monken this year. So it's like it's hard. To, you know, it's hard to explain. I mean, it's that loss to the Browns was like. I, you know, it, it's fluky, right? I mean, Greg Newsom takes that pick to the house on a just, you know, random ball that pops up in the air. Um, I, yeah, I think I think it's probably. I, I sort of wonder if it might be a little bit of John Harbaugh being remaining hyper aggressive in how he coaches games, and sometimes that backfiring on him when he's trying to put a game away. Like I, you know, just just I mean, sort of spitballing answers. I really, I don't, I don't think we know the answer. It's not like the the Ravens are chokers or or can't, you know, like I mean, like the de- the defense is maybe more aggressive than it needs to be. Like they, they you know, they just, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's right. It's there's no question. answer to it. There's no answer. There's there's no answer to it. It's just a weird thing. Uh, but that defensive touchdown that Greg Newsom, uh, the ball that was deflected popped up high in the air and he ran it back for a score. That tie that that didn't tie. They missed it. I think they missed the extra point on uh, on that. There've been some strange missed extra points. Uh, all right, a couple of more things before I let Will Brinson go. So not a coincidence, right? Trent Williams is back. Debo Samuel is back, even though Debo is not nearly a hundred percent. And the 49ers just absolutely romped. Not a surprise, right? Uh, no, I mean I think I think that. Uh, it was an interesting line. Uh, I was listening to Media Kind's podcast, and she had uh, my buddy Greg Rosenthal on there, and they were sort of they were talking about the Niners, and uh, it was actually before the week, but discussing uh, Trent Williams and Dino Samuel, and Mina noted that the, the, the two kind of have a string tied between them, and I thought that was a, an interesting way to sort of point out that Dino Samuel, Dino Samuel, and Trent Williams are kind of correlated when it comes to 49er success. Now. Obviously, you can win without one, and you know, you need, but like losing both. Like in other words, like the, the correlation is sort of when you know when the 49ers are in trouble offensively or struggling, or especially when teams play zone against them. Um, and, and the Jaguars play the Jaguars play the third most zone in the NFL. What you know what you have is to get the ball to Debo Samuel in space. He is able to then pick up off these quick hitting shots from Brock Purdy, who you know, you don't release the pressure. Uh, and, and he's like sort of a pressure valve, and you get him, get him the ball in space, and then you get Trent Williams in front of him. And when Trent <laughs> Williams is, is blocking in front of Debo Samuel, then all of a sudden you are cooking with gas 
because Debo can, Trent Williams is so agile and fast and explosive for a lineman out there in space, and you, you know, he gets out there and he just is really, really difficult to deal with at the second level. I mean, linebackers and, and, and defensive backs aren't handling Trent Williams. He gets a hold of one of those guys, puts him in the turf, and then Debo can, you know, can do what he does, which is pick up yards after the catch. So really just, a, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, they, they can withstand losing one of those guys, but I think what's very clear is that they really can't withstand uh, losing both of them. No, they can't. Uh, I think I, I think Trent Williams is the most important player. Uh, most important on... <laughs> non-quarterback in the NFL. Right? Yeah, he, he is. Uh, I don't think Brock Purdy was uh, great, but you know he doesn't have to be great when Trent Williams is there, uh, and as Debo Samuel gets closer to being uh, healthy and effective like he normally would be, that offense is just absolutely amazing. They go to Jacksonville and absolutely throttle the Jaguars. Final thing for you, Will Brinson, and we'll let you go. Um, is Dallas real, or is Dallas just getting all of their wins against ultimately trash competition? Their best win, it's not even debatable, is the win over the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers are trash, too. And then, that's, what I, that's their best win. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Dallas is a front-running, um, uh, dominant home football team, and I'm not sure that that's going to do them much good since they're not going to win the division and will probably be on the road in the first round of the playoffs. Although, depending on how things shake out, we have, we have presumed that the – um, the, the number four team will be the NFC South team. Right. It always, it always is because they're terrible. Terrible. Um, and people will complain and lament the fact that there, you know, there's a, there's not, um, that like, a, the, and anyway, yeah, it'll probably be, it'll probably be the, um, it'll probably be the NFC South team. And so they'll play, uh, if the Cowboys are the five seed, so the Cowboys are probably the 62. It's going to be difficult for the Cowboys to end up being the seventh seed and play the number four seed. So they're going to need, like, the NFC South team to beat the Vikings or the Vikings to beat the NFC South team and then however it reshuffles. It's going to be difficult for the Cowboys to get a home playoff game is what I'm trying to say. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to make it difficult for them to win one. And right now they are tied with Seattle anyway uh, for the five seed. And Dallas has some tough t- tough games left, and it remains to be seen whether or not they can beat uh, good teams. But – they well, end up being the yeah. I, I, I'm doing the playoff math wrong in my head, but you get the point. Too right. hard. It's me. Too hard for them to, to end up in a situation where they're playing a bad team at home in the playoffs. That just doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and it's it's difficult if, if you're if you don't win your division. It's hard at any point to have a playoff game because you're going to be behind all of the other four division winners, yeah. and you have to you basically have to have a matchup of wild card teams in the conference championship game to have a chance to be the home right. team. Uh, but yeah. It, Look, Dallas to me is a very dangerous front-running team. They're good enough to beat anybody. Yes, they just have. Dak Prescott's playing awesome, by the way. Yeah, against bad teams, he doesn't play awesome against good teams. No, didn't play great against San Francisco. I mean, I'm just saying, like he's like we and 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 this Cowboys fans and I don't don't like to use Cowboys fans a whole lot of wiggle room, but like they definitely have. A little bit of a mild complaint. If it's like Dak Prescott gets a raw deal nationally and publicly, I think because he is the Cowboys' quarterback, uh, it's easy to focus on him right. um, and and and, and, to, and to kick him when he's down. But I think it's like like the dude is 
you know, I mean, like oh, man. he's playing out of his mind right now. He's going to look like Roger Staubach on Sunday against the Panthers. We know that. No, we we yeah. know he's going to look great against the Panthers because that's the way it works. Uh, plus, it'll be sort of a, a road home game, uh, considering all the Cowboys fans that are going to be in Bank of America Stadium. All right, sure. Will Brinson, I'll talk to you on Monday, my friend. All right, see you, man. You got really it. Good. Will Brinson, Bye-bye. senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, Pick 6 podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.